There's a story inside every smoke shop, with every cigar, and with every person. Come be a part of the cigar lifestyle at Boveda. This is Box Press. Welcome to another episode of Box Press. I am your host, Rob Gagne, and I am at TPE 21, sitting across from the founders of Jake Wyatt Cigar Company. Now, Jake Wyatt Cigar Company is named after their sons. They've been best friends for years. They got more than 30 years of retail experience. They also have had extensive professional baseball in their lineup. This company has a lot going for it, and not only do the cigars taste good? They look amazing. You're not going to find another cigar out on the market that looks and is presented in this manner. You're going to want to pay attention for this one. This is going to be a good interview. Neil, Gerard, thank you for joining me. It is a pleasure to finally do this. This has been two years in the making. Yeah. Yep. So thank you so much good for being you. here, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Now, before we started the show, I have three questions. Uh-oh. I call this bit, how well do you know me? You guys have been friends for how long? How many years? Just uh, 20 years. 20 years? Yeah. After 20 years of friendship, you should know each other. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. We might know each other too good. <laughs> <laughs> so hard to say. And we'll get into those stories later. Yes. Uh, so... I asked you each three questions, wanted to hear your response. And so we're going to go through, and Neil, I'm going to ask you first on Gerard. Okay. What is Gerard's favorite sport to watch? Favorite sport to watch for Gerard. You're making me concerned that you don't really know your friend. Do you guys like well, sit down and watch? Gerard's a car guy by nature. But car. He doesn't, he doesn't necessarily watch a lot of NASCAR and IndyCar. He's not a traditional American sports car, uh, sports fan like me. I'm a baseball, football, basketball guy. He can take it or leave it. So it's actually a broad question. Ooh. Um, but it would, I, I would, uh, he loves motorcycle. He loves all motorsports. So. I guess I'd go motorsports, I guess. But he likes watching. You can't drill it down to one motorsport? I mean, that is really generic. He loves his motorcycles. I Are we even... talking like Formula One, NASCAR, no. motorcycle? What's what's motorcycle racing, Gerard? MotoGP. MotoGP? MotoGP. MotoGP? GP. GP, Grand GP. Prix. Grand, Grand Prix. Prix. Moto Grand Prix. M GP. Moto Grand Prix. So that, that would be That's what you're world. going with. And, and you know what? Like the contrary, he's not going to know a lot of the American terms of the sports I like, but yes, final answer, Rob, final answer. Final answer <laughs> is incorrect. Okay, I figured. He likes to watch basketball. Okay. <laughs> basketball. The basketball and is he his just, favorite. He just partake, partook, partook, partake in uh, his, with, uh, with, at the fire department with his fantasy football. So he was into that more than I've seen him into a lot as of late. Yeah, it's because there's money on the stake. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, 20 bucks. I got to try to win that 20 by, bucks. You know, colors of the uniforms and how good things look. That's the depth of uh, his basketball stuff. I you mean, and football. I have the same depth of sports. Yes. What color is the team? Yeah, I'll just go with that. I like red. <laughs> uh, but his love is on the motorsport side. Yeah, are, I know he is. races. Yeah. You race your own car. Uh, yeah, open wheel. Uh, next, uh, let me take that back. 
I do track days, closed wheel cars. So I just built a little Honda Civic for myself. It's got the roll cage, whatever. Well, and years ago, he, time had, he was on that the, motorcycle too. The motorcycle yeah. stuff, which freaked me out. I'm scared to death of motorcycles, street bikes, GSXRs, or whatever the heck. Yeah, it was I a GSXR. I used to track that as well and do canyon carving, <laughs> popping wheelies on the street and doing stuff. And we were, I mean, eventually we got him off. We all there was a couple. I was in of my twenties. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm in my forties now. So now he's dead. No more wheelies. No more. I wheelies. walk now. I don't even <laughs> run. I walk the dog. I get to bed by ten. Times have changed. Times wow. have changed. Yeah, I don't have a bike. You really traded it in. Oh yeah, big time. I traded he's, it in he, for. He now has a, a Van Bergini. A Van Bergini. A Van Bergini. Dude, I want a minivan so bad. I'm trying to convince my wife to buy one. Oh, yep. call it's me later. I got tips. My oh, wife does yes. not want one, and we have one. Oh, I want one so bad. And They're she amazing. loves it. Yeah. I love them. She this calls so, it the Vamborghini. The Vamborghini. So that's Did you soup it up? Vehicle. Did you put like wheels on it too? Absolutely not. <laughs> you just not more than go. just the payments it's and that's it. Wagon. I'm just on the payments and that's, that's it. That's it, man. It's good enough. It's 300 horsepower the way it is. Yeah, baby. It's good enough. Here we go. That's Get it. those kids to soccer. That's Word. <laughs> All right. So Neil. I was wrong. I was wrong. Next question. Neil, what... Is Gerard's favorite food or meal? Uh, favorite food? He, he's a Mediterranean guy, but we both like Mexican as well. Golly, this is going to be tough. But uh, he's a Mediterranean guy through and through. He's one of the pickiest eaters and very particular with everything from the Texas toast from Raising Cane's. According to Gerard, he makes it better to Panini <laughs> Grill, which is something that's a local place, a Mediterranean place by our house, which doesn't doesn't do it quite as good as it should be. So there's always the critical side when it comes to food. He loves Mexican. He just got me a gift certificate not too long ago, which I haven't used yet for a great Mexican place. Golly, this is tough. I'm going Mediterranean, but I know that's not the right answer. <laughs> I know it's it. not. <laughs> I know, Mexican too, but... Final answer, I know it's not right. You are out of the $1 million running. I know. You're going to have to settle for 50 k Okay. It's pizza. Oh, damn. We don't barely eat pizza. <laughs> but it's... I mean, how can you say no well, to where's pizza? Where's a good spot we eat pizza? It's my favorite food. I mean, okay. I'll never say no to pizza. That's true. That's, you know what I mean? It's hard to find a good pizza joint. You want to really have a serious business discussion with Gerard? You order pizza. I know. He can't say no to pizza, and he probably then will not say no to your... Uh, Gina's Pizza, the best. Gina's is good. Yeah. There you true. go. It Shout out true. to Gino's Pizza? Gina. Gina's. Gina's. We have a local it's pizzeria. A, in Southern yeah. California? Yeah. Called Gina's. Nice. Their crust is unbelievable. It's good stuff. Nice. Oh, a good stuff. crust makes a pizza. Yes. I'm getting hungry right and now. And sauce. Yeah. I, okay, sauce or crust, crust to make or break it? Crust. Oh, dude, I'm sauce all the way. Are you? Sauce. Sauce can make 50. or break it. It's sauce. I'm going sauce. sauce. You can always add sauce. No, but their sauce has to be good sauce. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant like, like the amount of no, sauce. No, no, no. Okay, no. yeah. I so flavor. now, re, do you I change see. your answer? No, because I can always <laughs> change. The thing is with the crust, if they don't make it good crust, you can't change it. But you can always make modifications. You can add sauce. Add different sauce, more sauce, more cheese, more toppings later. But the crust, once it's baked, that's it. 
You can't really change it. But you can't really change the flavor profile of the sauce. No, to an extent. But I'm just saying, you know, but you the, think the there's crust. a pretty good safety in like the sauce is the sauce. Like whether it's like spectacular or just sauce, the crust is really the shining. Because I can always dip it in ranch. Honey. You oh, you're I mean? a rancher. I mean, I love dipping pizza. that in ranch. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Know, there's so all kinds of ways on around your pizza it. too. What's that? You put ketchup on your pizza too? No, I never tried that. <laughs> huh, that's a new one. I can't do that one. But honey on the crust is delicious. Like the best way to eat pizza is when it's a leftover. I get a skillet and I put it right on top of the skillet, right on the stovetop, and I cover the skillet, right as it's heating up. It just makes the crust crunchy, and then cheese just melts again oh. and i just throw it on a plate and it's just crunch i'm gonna try that crunch. because it's so i good. usually do the inverse i do the broil to get it you know because i don't like microwave pizza that's disgusting yes i agree that's yeah. so gross it's it like chewing all, on rubber yeah it gets all so you broil it but then even in the broil the the dough because it's like cold yeah the moisture comes out of it and then kind of makes the dough kind of soggy uh, when you broil yes. it, gotcha. I so do it on the skillet. I might need to. I might need to broil, skillet, eat, and then call me and let me know how. I'll it went. let you know. <laughs> I'll let you know. Hey Gerard, I got a new way of doing it. Broil, skillet, eat. That's it. I'll skip the ranch though. I like the ranch. All right, now it back depends. to me. I'm zero for two. I know it. All right. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm zero for two. Which of Gerard's achievements is he most proud of? And this is specifically for his career. So he career. can't say, yeah, I know you guys are both fathers. Yeah, that was like a dead one. giveaway. So we're talking career only because you both have done many different things in your right? careers. So this is a little harder. Well, him for, for sure, it's going to be his fire career because it was an avocation. It was, he worked his butt off to get there. Um, a lot of moving parts. When we went to his original graduation, I don't know how many people we had there, but the whole family, Gerard's father was still with us, and he was as proud as I've ever seen him. So I definitely his uh, becoming a fireman. Final answer, Rob. You got one. All you right. got one. One for three. You're, three you're on three the ain't, board. Ain't, ain't you did You I'll actually know your best friend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty well. 25%, 30%. The other two were kind of personal and they're kind of tough. The other two were pretty tough. They're tough. Yeah. Well, I think I was accurate. The motorsports is his favorite sport. You're very accurate. You're just wrong. But but he asked what his favorite <laughs> sports was. Okay, you got me. I ain't winning this one. Uh, All right, Gerard. All right. You get the same question. So what is Neil's favorite sport to watch? Baseball. Yeah, that's not hard. I mean, he's a pro baseball player. I'm much more transparent than Gerard. He's going to bat a thousand. <laughs> I'm telling you now. He's already swinging already for the fence. It. Yeah. Uh, nailing it. All right. He crushed that one. That's a double. On to the next question. What is Neil's favorite food or meal? Mexican food. Oh, he just doesn't. <laughs> he's not even thinking. He doesn't even have to think about it. He's like, yeah, Mexican food. That's why you got him the, the gift certificate. Yeah. Mexican yes. restaurant. This place, he's got to go because. Uh, What's his favorite place to go? Oh, his favorite place to go? I don't know. My favorite place but is his, not his. But he loves carnitas. Maybe Javier's, I would say. Okay. So, By yeah, far. Javier's. Javier's? Yeah. Javier's. What do you like at Javier's? They have a carnitas plate, and it's a very upscale Mexican plate. I mean, a Mexican restaurant, but the, their beans, their rice, their carnitas plate. Carnitas we'll, is We'll good. take you when you Crispy, come back out to California. Um, still with plenty of flavor, not overcooked. It's a beautiful, beautiful restaurant. 
Um, they've been around forever, been going there forever, but they've graduated to the big leagues, if you will. So they went mainstream in some of the large, fancier spots. So they have dropped a boatload into their, their restaurant. It's absolutely gorgeous, but the food is stood. Oh. Next time you're out, we're going to Javier's. We're going to Javier's yeah. for sure, yeah. What was that restaurant you took me to where we sat out on the patio and smoked cigars? Oh, that was a little... Gulfstream, uh, wasn't it? No, no. We went to uh, Lido Island. Oh, okay. Right when he came off the yeah. airplane. Just a little hole-in-the-wall sandwich place. Okay. I don't really know the name of it. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the place we sat outside around the fire. Yeah, Gulfstream. Oh, Gulfstream. Yeah. Okay, Gulfstream. I thought you meant when he got off the plane. No, Gulfstream oh, was phenomenal. Great. Yeah, that place is a great spot, Great too. food. Oh. Yes. Fire pits outside. You can yeah. smoke cigars. Yeah. That place is like and eat at the same time. My favorite that place thing is like the cigar mecca of, of that area. I sure. know. It's, there were a ton vibe. of people smoking cigars. Yeah, yeah. everybody. Big cigar community yes. down there. For I sure. love that. Yeah. Keep it rich. Yep. Delicious food. Otherwise, they push you out as fast as they can get can you. We out. Order pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last question, Gerard. I what? might get this one. It's two for two so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. You might trick him on this. Okay, so what is Neil's? Greatest achievement and that he's most proud of for his career. Yeah, this one's going to be tough. Uh, Semi, our pro baseball player, real estate developer. He, so that's going to be tough because that might be something he really internalizes. And what I think he gets excited about, it's not. Neil's very... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if the word's mystical, but this one's different. Yeah, this one's going to be, I'm going to go with baseball. When Maybe when he got picked up, that's what I'm going to say. When he got picked up to play baseball. Yeah, that's a, that's a good answer. It's wrong. Okay. But there you go. I like to hear it that. Was, uh, it was building Jake Wyatt's cigar company. Oh, wow. That meant a lot to him. It has for sure. Well, it, awesome. it, it encompasses everything. And after I tell, you know, he understands that, similar to some of the answers I gave, is playing baseball was a lifetime achievement for sure. Um, it gets to a point where it feels somewhat selfish, not in a bad way because you're achieving your, you know, childhood dream. So it was great. But then you move away. You're on the road. You're away from family. You're away from close friends. Um, but you're still going to achieve, a, you know, your career childhood dream. Jake Wyatt Wise is more in hindsight. So looking back objectively after the experiences I've had up to that point, obviously the name, we have our families involved, we have our kids involved, we have long-term relationship involved and the blood, sweat and tears of getting to know this industry, um, finding the factories, getting into the farms, getting into the blending, uh, all of it is so much more encompassing than anything I've ever done that, that not only has the drive of building a company, but the passion behind something that's very artistic and um, and it's by far what we've been most proud of in our infancy. Who knows? We still got plenty more to go, but it's been a blast. That's awesome. Fair to say? Absolutely. That's why I was saying Neil's a little bit different when it comes to career stuff. Yeah. He doesn't look at uh, monumental achievements. He looks more for like what's the meaning behind it all and... Uh, it's more yeah, sentimental. I, I knew that. Yeah, more yeah. sentimental. For yeah, sure. absolutely. How did you guys meet each other? We met through mutual friends, shoot, 20 years ago. Um, and then obviously what's connected us over the years was obviously his family were cigars. Um, my brother, who's makes me seem very 
particular. He's very anal. I don't want to go as far as say militant, but very stick to He's a chief of uh, fire department in California. Sure. And um, Gerard was looking a career path to go. So obviously our influences, we, we worked out a bunch growing up. I have a ton of mutual friends. Um, but cigars was behind it all. We have another buddy that we'd sit uh, named Chris. We'd go in his backyard for years and years. And we'd sit and play poker, cribbage, listening to all kinds of different tunes, smoking great cigars back in those days, smoking the Cubans like there's nobody's business. Um, so, yeah. So Takes you, guys, you down memory lane for sure. You guys met through smoking cigars? Pretty much. That's been Pretty the foundation of, of the glue for all of our friendships. And we all have, a, him and I both have a ton of mutual friends that uh, we're still very close with today. But uh, we grew closer as we got older and everyone else still doing the same. We're still all great friends, but it brought us closer to in, engage in some of the stuff that we've done. So when did you guys decide to go into business together? That's a big, like, to take a good friendship and then say, yeah, this can weather business. That's risky. Um, Because you could not be friends after that. Dude, it was like as if it was yesterday. So I was on on my first year at the fire department, and they call that your probationary year, where you're supposed to do everything right so you don't get let go because you have to do a series of tests, and you have to pass the tests. Anyway, um, Neil was, I think you were working on your undergrad because he wanted to coach or teach. I think, oh, after it? the fact, right. Yeah, so he was working on it. So he had a quick class project he wanted to do, and he was going to do the project on um, utilizing Amazon. And he was asking me questions on like uh, torch lighters and things of that nature because you can use that as a uh, item to use the Amazon platform for his marketing class i think as it was was it marketing class yeah, yeah something like that so um meanwhile until we talk about uh what he was really looking for he was also looking at other things such as like the cell phone accessories the you know the cover this or that and it was a saturday and uh we had breakfast and he's like hey, i'm gonna go to the city of industry uh what are you doing i said not much how about i just go with you because also neil has always been like a big brother to me so i bounce a lot of ideas and life decisions with him um, so it was a great drive for me to talk and get some, you know, it's just one of those days I wanted to talk to my big brother, you know, kind of thing. Right. And as we're driving, we went to a distributor that um, is a Chinese manufacturer, distributes their uh, accessories through a distribution company they have here in sure. the United States and City of Industry. And as we were walking through, uh, he was just looking at some things he can maybe use for his marketing class. And I was like, this is just like the cigar industry. You make cigars in the DR, you have distribution in the United States, and you sell all over the retail, you know? And uh, this was the time where my father had passed, Mardo. And he was the one who brought me into the cigar industry. So your, your dad started Mardo Cigar Company? Yes, and that's the retail operation. When did he, what year did he start it? 1994. 94, and he passed in when? And he passed in 2015. Okay, so this is right after that. Yeah, this was pretty- So it's already uh, been around for like 20 years. Yes, Mardo Cigars had been around as just a retail shop. Sure. And uh, on, our dri- on our drive home, um, we were talking about what it was doing. And I was like, yeah, this is just like the cigar industry, you know? And I just looked at him and I said, help me. <laughs> Literally, I said, help me. Because I knew he had marketing knowledge. I knew he, had, he knew how to build a business. I have product knowledge. And I know what sells, what doesn't sell. But to really build something, 
I mean, my extent of education is fire science. Other than that, I've sold cars before. You know what I mean? Sure. I was just a sales guy. Um, you didn't and, know how to get it out there and reach. That, but that's what he limits himself to that. But yeah. yeah, you just didn't know how to get it out there and reach the people. Other than the retail. Exactly. And to know, build a company, you know what I mean? Like right. the infrastructure, operation, things of that nature, accounting, all that stuff. You know what I mean? And it takes, and I don't have any other family in the United States. I don't have any brothers. I don't have any cousins. And so it's just you. And I don't have my father now, right? So Neil goes, let me let me think about it. I go, let's do this together, you know? And he said, let me think about it. And, um, <clears throat> and he said, okay, let's do it. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So... Um, I'll be a little transparent. All I had was a little bit of equity in my mother's house. I mean, very little. And uh, we got that equity and I just knew what not to buy. You gotta be careful in the industry what not to buy. Because what happens, you get stuck with stuff and you can't sell it anymore. Or you right. gotta put in a clearance bin. So I wanted to get things that's gonna get us, you know, um, followers. Sure. You know, so. We so then what are to, you looking for? Rare stuff? Or no, not just rare stuff, stuff. Stuff that, you know, people want, you know. Um, certain brands, there's a lot of good stuff out there that, um, you know, everybody wants Padrones. Um, everybody wants Opus. So my father had those accounts already. He had the Padron account. He had the Opus X account. Um, and then I knew some of the boutique stuff's coming out. So, and that was me getting re-engaged in the industry. Like when I walked away from the industry a little bit to get into the fire, um, Talk to why it didn't exist yet. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, Don Pepin wasn't even on a map yet. So a lot of these newer things, I had to get myself reintroduced. Okay. So we went on working on content for a website. And um, as we started growing, um, a lot of other things started getting implemented where Neil's uh, experience has really helped us uh, develop a very beautiful website. Yeah. Um, our social media is getting stronger and stronger. And that is when we met Sinistro Cigars. Yeah, From James. there, James, he's like, why don't you make your own cigar? We're like, mm, we'll think about it. So we went to the Dominican. We fell in love with the industry all over again. I mean, we're at this point, we're just retailers. We love cigars. We smoke cigars. But when we went to the Dominican, it was almost like, how come we didn't do this before? How come we haven't done this earlier? And I think it's a really important to point out like during that time which i could obviously i want to inject all over this but i'm trying to be be calm over here but at that time it was amazing because the retail experience 20 plus years knowing mardo the 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 opening up multiple stores on the retail side and the crazy thing and we've all loved it him and i both and the family but when we got down to the dr and and had the experiences we had there going through some blending uh, education, seeing the plants, uh, the peer grades, all the information after 20 years of retail. I mean, it was such a, it's like putting water on a hard sponge. It just opened us up. We just, it, and it, it just opened up a whole nother animal. Nice. And we went, wow. So then we started doing a bunch of research to finding a factory that would work for us, um, which is a whole nother conversation. But we finally did found it. We, we got connected with the people through all through mutual friends that we've known through the industry, which is a great about our space. It's right. very much like a um, like a uh, uh, like starving artists, if you will, the artist artistry community. So it's very, very um, uh, open, all inclusive. There isn't. OK, these are my clients. You, you know, you stay off type stuff. It's such a it's such a, a nice lot of feeling, love. a lot of love in the space. 
um, especially down in the DR as well. Uh, generally speaking, obviously business is business, but uh, so many people were so influential that obviously started us on the Jake Wyatt path, which now we're, I mean, the love just keeps growing. It sounds pretty corny, but that's how it was crazy from that point. Didn't you agree? Absolutely. And that was what made us fall in love is I, I got, I'm at the point right now where I can somewhat be able to sort Seiko, Viso, and Lijero by just a feel of my fingertips on the leaf. Whoa. Where before, that was like my dream to be able to know what goes into a cigar, you know, deveining. I can do that. Um, I don't roll cigars, I can't say, because I don't have the time to sit in a DR for, you know, months to learn how to do that perfectly. But right. when it comes to sorting, uh, when we get bales of tobacco, how to reach in the middle of the bill to make sure you're getting the right stuff that the guys are saying what's in the bale. Because they'll say, oh, it's a lot of Lijero. Next thing you know, it's like all sick on Visa. There's no Lijero. You know, things of that nature. Um, and then blending. You know, we blend the cigars as a team. You know, we start with pure grades to get a baseline. Say, okay, we're going to work with this, with this, and let's start blending it and see what happens. And then we got to let it age at least 30 days to see if the blend stays the same. So we are learning a lot of things where um, if we were to go elsewhere where they already have all that stuff established and already put in play, we're not going to get that experience. We're going to get a leg up and we're going to fast forward the process because they're going to do all that work for us. Master blenders, bigger right. companies. Right. Well, I feel like I'm in the dark and I can't, I just, we want people to smoke Jake Wyatt because we want you to see our artisanal achievement. Right. Not because we want your money. We want you to taste what we are creating. Again, our artisanal abilities, you know? That's um, the gourmet collection. That's the gourmet collection. You know, Neil, the appendix two, it's his baby. <laughs> you know, that's, that's he loves the Connecticut buttery, silky smooth, cool draw, perfect in the morning, no hay, no pepper, just, just flawless, you know? Um, I'm all over the spectrum, you know? Yeah. Like one second, you know, I want something full body and it could be 6 a.m., you know? Or like one day I don't want a cigar, you know? Like right now I'm smoking the Herbert Spencer, which has a little bit of Pennsylvania broadleaf in it, you know? Um, he's very, uh, what would I say, reliable on his palate. I'm not, you know, I'm all over the place. So that's why the Gourmet Collection has 30 different SKUs now and now we're starting to work on some bolder stuff, you know. Oh, wow. Uh, 30 some, different SKUs? The Jake How many White. different blends does that translate into? Because those so are different sizes. It's five different blends. Okay. We have the Connecticut, which is the Appendix 2. We have the Maduro, which is the Herbert Spencer. It's the San Andreas Maduro. With, uh, and it's the only one that has a Pennsylvania broadleaf in the filler. <clears throat> All our gourmet collection has Olor Binder. So then we have two Habanos. One is the USIR and the other Habano is called the fourth dimension. The USIR, the proprietary aging that we do with the filler tobacco is lengthy. So it differentiates in flavor big time with the fourth dimension, even though it's the same wrapper. It's just the, the filler blends are different. So the USIR gives you that cinnamon pepper. The fourth dimension gives you that toasty almond flavor 
Oh. And then our last blend, which is becoming almost like a number one skew for us, is our Lucid Interval. It's a Candela. Yeah. Uh, we have noticed majority of the Candelas that we taste always have that herbal grassy flavor that you can't get away with. Well, we started playing with it, and the blend that we found mutes that part. It's not gone, but it mutes it pretty good to where it's more toasty. Okay. And a little bit of that sweetness from the Candela does come out, and it pairs with coffee incredibly. So we had guys at the show here um, take a couple samples of Lucid, and they'll come to us midday the following day, and they're like, we had a Lucid interval this morning with coffee and you're right it was amazing and next you know they're like i want to carry it in my shop right you and can't get a better compliment than that it's you great. can't get a better compliment than that it's the artisanal aspect of what we're doing that we want to share with everybody you know and there's other things we have on the table um but it takes time you know the packaging the look of it the naming convention uh does it resonate with what we believe in um does it resonate with people you know right. because Without the people, none of this exists. Right. You know? So we, when we have naming convention, we can be very egotistical and selfish and be like, hey, this is what I want to call it because this is what I think sounds cool. You know? And this is where Neil really, really shines is because he says, how about we think of something that encompasses everybody? I mean, I get chills just thinking about it right now. You know, everybody. Rob? Yeah. That's amazing, you know? But what, <laughs> when you say that, let's think of something that encompasses everybody. What does everybody want? What does everybody want? Yeah. It definitely is a subjective question, obviously. Um, that's why the, the complexity of our line, that's why we came up with our gourmet collection to kind of capture a little bit of everything. So obviously the mild side with the Candela and the Ecuadorian Connecticut. Um, for that morning stick, for those that really like it. But that being said, uh, still wanting to keep the, the nature of the gourmet concept, which the analogy I always use is I love to eat a great steak. I love to go to Roos Chris, Morton, something along those lines, not to Sizzler, no offense to Sizzler, but that's the, that's the kind of steak that I would like to enjoy. We really encompass that, and that's where one of his greatest traits, which can be a blessing and a curse, but he is extremely particular about his cigars. So through the blending process, we do everything we can to not skimp on anything till the flavors are where we want. And then after that, obviously we bring home samples from the DR or wherever we're at, they still gotta sit, they gotta marry, they gotta age different climates, which you're well aware of. You taught us a lot about that. Yeah. Different parts of regions, um, temperature, so on. So how do they? how's the flavor holding up? And then we go back and play again, get back into the lab and do it all over again. So. We did not want to skimp on anything. So back to your question, then we get something more in the middle range. So we, want to, we wanted to build a collection that encompasses as much people as, as possible to be able to enjoy the experience of Jake Wyatt's cigar. So that's what I'm, what, you know, when I'm thinking of that now, uh, which is in Gerard's wheelhouse, he loves something that's a little more full body, that has some pepper notes, that gets into a position that can you know, dabble in that side of things, which we have been working on and are consistently working on now, which is to come down the road, which many of you will be seeing at one point in time. <laughs> but we're back there again, working on something with a little more strength, different tobaccos, and we're always getting introduced to something else. So now we will, we will transition that into our new collection, which 
to be continued on that. But we got a lot of stuff <laughs> in the works and it's a lot of fun. So we want to encompass everybody. We can't get any cats out of the bag in this interview. No if hints. If I left it to him, he'd tell you everything. But if it's up to me. <laughs> hey, Gerard, what's coming up? We, we're, we're keeping that We got that lithium quiet. coming up. We know that. Yeah, well, lithium's, yeah, lithium's already in. out. Well, it's a pre-release. It's only in one size, a six by 50. Yeah. Uh, but in July... I have um, to kick him a lot because he'll he wants to tell everybody. I constantly. won't. I won't. I'll keep it hush. Come on, come on, come on. Uh -oh. This is box press. <laughs> so the lithium is going to come out as a portfo uh, full portfolio. We're going to have it in a Corona, uh, Robusto, Toro, and then the Bellicosa is going to be a, the 109 cap, uh, which is going to be a flat top. What about just than... the tobacco you're working with, Neil, for this new project? Give me, give me just the tobacco so that people know the strength. Well, what are you so working with? The lithium with? is. No, not He's on the talking lithium. about some not of the newer stuff. Oh, We're dabbling well, with some with some some stronger stuff. Um, like what? Some stuff that's coming. You know, some Nicaraguan stuff um, blended with some other uh, um, hybrid tobaccos that we've really fell in love with. And I'm going to leave it at that for now. You go to Nicaragua for strength. Uh, Dr is not as strong, huh? Well, it depends on the tobacco. Again, it, it is subjective, and it all depends. So when we start a project. What we've had to do because of his palate, we got to go over the top and then back it out uh, from his perspective, which is fine with us. So what going, do you mean by that? So with a lot of our projects that we start working on, we'll build an ultra, ultra heavy, heavy full body cigar that we know for a fact is just too much. This is the factory and myself that we start working on some of this stuff behind the scenes from him because ultimately... Gerard is going to be the final say on everything that we come out with, generally speaking, especially on the fuller body stuff. And then from there, we'll have our stuff. And, and then we'll, similar to what we're doing with your questions, very similarly with the guys in the factory that I work with day in, out, day in and day out, we'll come up with something. Okay, now let's get this to Gerard. Let's, let's see. I think he's going to like this one. So it's like your three questions. And we'll have three to five specific blends. Then we'll, and, and it depends what, what kind of day it is, where it is in the morning. So then eventually we'll get them in his hands and then we'll see where he's at with them. And then we start tweaking our blends. And again, we're, it's, it's for us, it's, it's art, I guess you'd say, the blending process. So we're in no hurry. But at the same time, we want to do what we can to make sure we can get that blend specifically. So that's what I mean by getting it super full and then backing it out so we can maintain what, what more of our consistency is, which is full flavor um, that still maintains the complexities we're looking for. And some of the blends that we are working with right now, they haven't been finalized. That's why oh, far from. we can't really say this is what we're going to do. We have a, a very good idea of what we want, but it's not been finalized because some of these blends need to sit a little bit still sure. to see what's going to happen. And we just rest. went to the Dominican in April. So that was only like, what, a month ago? So a lot of these samples we, we brought back, um, obviously, you know, we re-rolled them, we smoked them, we liked them, we brought them back, we brought back a few, and I smoked a, one last week, but I need to wait a few more weeks on the rest of the samples to see what's gonna happen. Because I'm no expert, but from what I'm learning, is that whenever I blend a cigar at first, it's got some strength to it. It's got lots of flavors. But as it sits and it marries, the strength gets milder, but the flavor goes up. 
or sometimes not much happens, you know? And so these are things that I'm still learning. Is that really the case? Is that sure. a staple process that it's really strong when I first make it? And as it age 40, 60 days later, does it get really milder? What's going to happen? So, you know, <clears throat> we've been retailers for a very long time. We became manufacturers about two, three years ago. You know, this is our first show. So we got a lot of learning to do, but we do have uh, a great master blender that we work. In essence, we're all three master blenders because we don't do anything without us three talking and agreeing on it. And hence the name Jake Wyatt. It's both of our sons. You, know? you named it after your sons. Because it includes more than just... Any so when, when I first met Neil, um, he had a small little company and it was called Mentor, what? what was Sports. Mentor Sports. And his logo was two heads facing each other because two heads work better than one. Ah. I still remember that. So I always have that mentality. And that's what helped me with the fire service. Um, can I cuss on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when it came to sports, like physically, I, you know, I, I'm... I'm blessed, you know, I'm 5'11". At best, if I push a lot of weights, I can hit 195 to 200 pounds my weight, right, with some good muscle. Sure. But when it came to, like, when you got to really push through to make it to the next level in athleticism, I'm a fucking pussy. Because I'm like, <laughs> it fucking hurts. My side hurts. This is too hard. Yeah. And I remember <clears throat> we do spin classes in the morning. And this is like true spinning, not 24-hour fitness spinning. It's a 90-pound wheel. You're standing up the whole class about an hour. And you're going balls to the walls kind of class. There's no sitting down. There's no rest periods. The only time you rest is when the song tempo changes. So you're always in cadence when you're spinning in the entire classes and you're facing a mirror. So you see everybody is in cadence, right? If you're off, you'll see that guy in the corner, like it's fucking up the tempo of the music because the music is so loud in this class that it's what carries you when you're hitting that, that wall and you're tired. Sure. But the notes just like mesmerize you and you just, you're gone. It's a true, it's the only time I've ever really felt mind, uh, what is it? mind out of body or out of body experience out of body experience right <laughs> sure so when i started spinning it was just me him dennis and maybe one other guy i don't remember but it was me him and dennis consistently dennis is a surfer and i'd get out of cadence and one day he got fucking frustrated this is like four or five <laughs> classes into it and neil said don't fucking come back tomorrow unless you're ready <laughs> i was like bro i'm doing my That's best like your passion rob he's like <laughs> You know, and he was don't like, screw around with it, baby. Like, like either get in or get out, you right. know, he's yeah. like, don't come back here tomorrow. And I was like, oh, I'm coming back. No, you're not. You're not welcome. If you can't get in cadence, you're fucking up the class, you know? So anyway, <laughs> um, tell it like it is Neil. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's where I um, really started like digging deep, you know? And when it came to that two heads working together, to achieve what I need to achieve. Kind of push each other. Push each other. Jake Wyatt, baby. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, <laughs> we don't do things alone. Right. And that's why when we come up with naming conventions, it encompasses everybody. And when we think of cigars, all this, it's just everybody, baby. You know what I mean?
You named a few cigars after your, what, 22 legacy in the... 22 was the number yeah. that your your grandfather... Was it your grandfather? My, my father, my, my brother, who was as influential as anybody in my life, especially uh, sports-wise, um, we all wore the number 22. I wore 22 my whole career. Um, and my son now, actually, he wore 22 all the time. He's a sophomore in high school. He's on the junior varsity team. So there's a senior right now who will be graduating this year who had seniority on 22. So unfortunately, he's wearing a different number until next year when he can get the original 22 back on his nice. back. Nice. But that's what we've used, and we use that in memory of our uh, of that uh, uh, name. I mean, numbers that we wore as a jersey in our box count. So that's why we have 22 box uh, count cigars in our boxes pretty interesting that Order. is interesting because yeah. 22 cigars in your boxes is a unique number it's, it's either like number 20 or 25 yeah 25 not a lot of 22s 24, not very many 22s i haven't seen much of it so again back to the jake wyatt thing and 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 keeping that uh, at the forefront of our mind it's something we liked we stuck with it and it is it's the foundation of our lives is our families and our kids so it's pretty cool and for the record i can spin now you can spin. I can spin. Yes. Yeah. You got invited back. You, Neil said, okay, you're back. He's welcome back. He's welcome back. <laughs> it's tough for me. It can be. Just because that background of the sports aspect of my background, I don't do much. If I'm going to go at something, I go all out. So that's just the way I've always been. It's fun, though. That is fun. I appreciate a good passion. Oh, yeah. We learn a lot from you, too. I appreciate in this, it. In this space, and we've had plenty of conversations very similar. So I like that we've always had like-minded interests in a lot of things. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's fun to bounce ideas off each Without other. Without a doubt. Yeah. What are some of the sacrifices you guys have had to make just to get Jake Wyatt off the ground and oh my goodness, keep it going? It's been a challenge. There's 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 uh, peaks and valleys. Without a doubt, you've been to the mountaintop and you've been to the valley. Uh, but it's de it's definitely had its peaks and valleys. I knew right out of the gate when I really had to do when we had the conversations that Gerard was talking about. I know from my experience of building anything, it's going to be a sacrifice. It's going to be time, uh, money for sure. You got you got to find a way. So a lot of the stuff he obviously had his fire career. I obviously still do a lot of my real estate stuff. So it keeps us afloat, no doubt about it. But knowing the sacrifice, the commitment. Time is the biggest commodity. We all have 24 hours to play with. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to maximize this 24 hours we have right now? And in building out, obviously, Jake Wyatt, um, we really had to do what we could to maximize that. With my son, I'm coaching baseball constantly. He had a little one at the time. Now he's got two and two dogs. The guy can't do anything half-assed. He goes all all in. You taught me that to go all in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm he, learning. He got rid of all the all the the hot rods. Now he's just got the Lamborghini. He's growing up some, which has been great. Uh, but the sacrifice has has been there, and we've bumped we've bumped heads many times. But again, it's like family. I love the guy like my little brother. So no matter what we've had each other's back and that's kind of cool. When you guys bump heads, how do you solve it? We always talk, always. And it, at it, times- It gets solved pretty fast. From it my background pretty, pretty of the fast. things that I do, um, uh, I cannot, through the philosophies of life that I've been taught, if there's a disturbance of any kind, I want to do everything I possibly can 
and us for that matter, to address it as instantaneously as possible. I mean, instantly. So if there's some something going on, um, I want to do some soul searching personally, take an objective view uh, of what I'm looking at and, and see if it has validity. And if it does, I generally, there's a principle that I use, it's called needing others. So the way my philosophy works is very simple. Many of us know Walmart. We all shop at Walmart some ways, so they got everything. But when I walk into a Walmart, it's a massive store. So the philosophy of needing others for me, this is probably the best analogy to use. I walk in and I look for someone wearing a yellow vest as soon as possible. And I ask, where is the shampoo? And it's aisle on, you know, on aisle D12. Thank you very much. I go to D12. I get I don't need to walk in in this massive warehouse and and have to figure out where the shampoo is. I ask for help as quickly as possible and I get an answer. And for me, that's a great philosophy for doing things. Similar with all this other stuff. I always have someone in my life um, that I can bounce ideas off throughout many facets, mentors across the board from business, <laughs> from personal life, from family, uh, from baseball, you name it. Um, and they're always close to my Rolodex to make sure that I don't want to do anything that I think could be harmful uh, to any of those areas of life. I always want to have another perspective that I know for certain that it's just not anybody that has my best interests at heart, our best interests at heart, to allow us to make the best calculated decision that's going to put us in the best position to succeed. It's worked well. I don't talk about it often. I'm kind of quiet about it because that's just the way I do things. Um, Sports-wise was the same way and everything, but it allows us to have a pretty good foundation to work on. So whenever we butt heads, um, it's the same thing. I know first and foremost, I love this guy as much as anybody. And I know he would do anything in the world for me at any time, any place, no matter what, day or night, middle of the night. If I ever need a thing, I know he's there for me. So that always supersedes anything. Even if things get, we butt heads, things happen at the end of the day. It's, uh, it's pretty special to know you have that kind of relationship, which doesn't happen very often, especially in business. Like you said, yeah, it right. can be very hard. And, you know, even though I'm not big in sports, but having the sports influence from Neil has really helped us. Like, for instance, when uh, when you need your player to like the clutch player, like yeah. for me, I don't need a long pep talk. I get it. Like, you know what I mean? You're tracking. Like, you just like if you, if there's something you're frustrated with me and you pull me aside and like a couple words, I'm like, I got it. I, I know what you want. I got it. And you know what? I'll I'll ramp it up, whatever it is that needed. I'm not perfect, you know, but <clears throat> I get that. And that's the beauty. And nor am I. <laughs> that that yeah. I, I have uh, found the synergy between us two. And it has helped me a lot in other areas of my life, you know. There's a lot of people that don't know me, and if they want to do a little bit of business or they want, it's just whenever that frustration comes and they want to have a talk with me, I uh, I don't get defensive. I mean, he's great. Did at you that. have to learn that though? What's that? Did you have to learn that? Or it's did a you usually get defensive before. Um, who doesn't? You're, I mean, okay, I'll speak for myself. Of course, I want to get defensive right away. You know that within that nanosecond with your instinct, you're like, what do you mean? But then I'm like, listen, listen listen you know and then i'm like he's click, in click, need click, click. like yeah this guy's in need right now you know what i mean so i can turn that being that clutch player pretty quickly yeah. um it's interesting and, that you said he's in need you're switching the paradigm from selfishly why am i being ridiculed right to, you're asking me for a need if i listen to the need i can respond to it 
Yes. Well said. Yep. Well and said. That's, so that's where, how you keep your relationship going. Yeah. And you know, business, another movie. question that you asked, this is a little bit more metaphorical. What does everybody want? Everybody wants love. And that's what we talk about all the time. You know? And we love what we do. And we just want to share the love, man. You know, it's not that I want money from you. I just want you to enjoy our artisanal abilities when we make cigars. Let's talk about the artesian in it because, I mean, we're looking at cigars. I mean, these cigars, they're, I mean, the only people that I know that are doing fancy caps like this are like LFD and Fuente. Right. Shapes, figurados like this. Double, double. is this a double wrapper? No, that is, that is not a true bobber pole. That just That's has a accent. stripe just, on it. This is just an accent. Yeah. Our then others your, are, we do have two that are true bobber poles. Okay. And then and on about, these that's ones, our, yeah. the cap has an artistic and so does the foot. Why? Stripes. Why this? Why, why bedazzle the cigar it's a great question. when it probably just tastes great and you don't need to bedazzle it? Well, it's a little bit of both. I don't necessarily wholeheartedly agree with that from what our perspective was. So in creating our cigar, especially in today's day and age, um, there has been a change. There's been a change with uh, marketing, with social media, with presence. Uh, we wanted to make a beautiful cigar. We didn't want to go crazy to where cigars are so artistic that they're almost like collector items. People don't even want to smoke them. Right. But when our cigars are on a shelf, uh, they're very presentable. Our one of our original uh, rollers, uh, he, he did a lot of stuff with many guys out in the DR, and he's an, he's an artisanist artist. He was phenomenal. And that's what we were determining. And Gerard does an awful lot on social media. Um, when we see our whole collection on a shelf, um, it, it brings your eyes to it, no doubt about it. But not only that, you still got, you know, if you look at something that's beautiful, you still, it flavors still everything to us. But when you look at it, it is very aesthetically pleasing. And that's what we were after, to be able to have that across the board from a marketing perspective, um, from our limited editions being something that we have a limited edition, each of our core lines, um, that gives you something that, that's just different off the, off the shelf and brings your attention to it. We think and it's just beautiful. too much fun. It's just too, it's much, just too, it's much, too much fun. Yeah, we have to, to pull you know it back I mean? many times, yeah. But it takes, you said in a recent uh, video, Instagram Live, you're like, it takes an extra two, two days. days. Two days. Yeah. So we, so You're our wasting time and money. But it's too much fun. It's, it's too, too much, much fun. It yeah. is. And, and again, we don't, we're not at this, again, just to mass produce a lot of cigars. We're at this to bring this to our consumer. We always look at it as an upside down triangle to where we're in the service industry trying to bring this to consumers, to yourselves, to everybody that's going to see our cigar. So if it's going to take a couple extra days to be able to have this done right, like anything in life, then we're going to do it. So yes, does it cost more? Is time is money? Absolutely. Only two people roll our Figurados right now because of the, of the complexity to do it. Um, and we have a couple pairs that are solely working on our accents after, you know, our initial cigars are rolled. They're going in the aging room and then we have to do the accents on the foot and the top and to put our final dots on there. That's kind of our signature. But we're willing to do it because I it's love too it. much fun. <laughs> I love it. It's a good answer. Yeah. Very good answer. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So not only does it look good and catch your eye, then it tastes good. 
That's the whole goal. Back to the gourmet line. I like that you call it the gourmet. Not limited, not exclusive, not, you know, limitada. Well, everything we've ever done naming-wise, it's, it's, it's a challenge. It really is. Yet when something comes, we both know it. And I'll come up with some stuff. He comes up with stuff constantly. He, he'll text me at first thing at five in the morning with some new, new something. And, and we bounce everything off each other. But from, a, from an adjective that best described what we were looking for to capture our Jake Wyatt Coraline cigar, uh, he came up with it. And it, it, was, it was the gourmet collection to capture it all. And it just stuck. Similar to Jake Wyatt. We went through many naming conventions. But when Jake Wyatt hit, the, 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 the foundation of both of our lives, which is our children, it was over. And the name itself is a strong name. And it's stuck. And so everything that we do, the toughest thing is as we grow, is it's, it's kind of like a, a, a songwriter. You, you, you create a hit and you got a great title to a song. To recreate that isn't always necessarily the easiest thing to do. Not at all. So, so we really want to give it the time, the patience, and it will come as long as we continue to put forth the work. It always has and we believe that it always will. Nice. The, the greatest aspect of our cigar is the aftertaste. And it's it's got a gourmet flavor, like a buttery, creamy creme brulee. My palate it's right now so is yummy. loving the after flavor. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's got sweet. It's not like oh, I need to spit in a bottle or take a swig of water. You know, it's to be just, honest, that's hard right now because it's eleven percent relative humidity here. Right, and stuff dries up even while you're smoking it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So right now, the fact that I'm savoring the after palate flavor, it's gourmet. That's gourmet. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I gave uh, Andre is a friend of ours from El Septimo, and I gave him a cigar the other day, and it was the, what was it? We're, we're playing around, so I got a couple of Lanceros, you know, in my back pocket, you know what I mean? So I gave him a Lancero. I'm not sure which one it was. I forget, but he was smoking it, and uh, he was done with it, and then he had to hit the road. He goes... I got a great flavor in my mouth. It's just yum yum. It's it's delicious. I said, yeah, that's that's what we want to do. You know what I mean? It's the afterwards where you're like, God, that's great. You know, like when you can do that cigar. to the guy that runs El Septimo, that's pretty good because that stuff is. We all share a lot of stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Absolutely. We love their product too. So, right. I gotta ask. You guys have talked about each other quite a bit, but I want to try to see if I can. Nail uh -oh. just a little bit more of a deeper question. What do you admire about each other that elevates your brand, Jake Wyatt? So of each other, who what goes you, first? Whoever. I'll tell you, I mean, about him, uh, there's a few people. His passion is something else, um, which I, I, from a sports perspective, the old thing we used to say, I would rather be in a position to try to pull the reins back on an individual, in this case, an athlete, rather than have him to kick him in the ass to get work. Yeah, and that, that is so true. And, and that's Gerard. We, we have to pull the reins back because he just wants to go like a thoroughbred at 8,000 8, RPMs all day long when it comes to cigars. His passion is uh, speaks volumes. Again, it can be a blessing and a curse, but more times than not, the good outweighs the bad by a long shot. So then trying to utilize what we can with both of our uh, uh, assets becomes a, a great aspect. He is, he is the, the, the front man. He is the guy. 
I'm, I'm quiet. I love to do what I do uh, operationally and, and just let him do what he does. And it's fun to watch. It's, it's like, uh, like I'm saying, with, from a sports perspective, when you just get to watch your kids do something you love to do, man, there's nothing like it. When you get to watch someone you're very close to do what he's really good at and watch him do it with passion, you know he loves it. It just it, it's 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 really special. So it definitely would be his passion. Thank you, Neil. You're welcome, little buddy. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, you know what I admire about Neil? He knows how to pull the reins with me. Not and 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 to me, it's I'm very receptive to that, and he does it in a way where it really hits me. Um. I'm crazy, okay? I'm a little neurotic. He's popping wheelies just, on that crotch rocket I'm just stuff. glad I'm not bipolar, thank God. You know, I could be on a spectrum of that, but I'm not. So for all the viewers, you're safe. Um, um, and that's what I admire about Neil. He can really pull me back, uh, not so much from like the big brother or, you know, with like that harsh tone. It's more of the... the uh, when the Dalai Lama speaks to you, you know, when it's like Eckhart Tolle letting you know that the power of now, you know, is right here, right now. Calm down. Take a deep breath. All is well. Sensei. It'll, it'll all take care of itself. Yeah. I mean, all my life, right, I've always wanted a big brother. That's what I felt that was my biggest void in life. So when I met Neil, I fucking latched on. You know right. what I mean? A lot of people run from that. To me, I tapped into that because I can't do it by myself. Man. You know what I mean? At home, I have a wife. I can't do it by myself. You know what I mean? And my kids teach me how to be a father. You know? It's just... So I tap into things like that. And it may not seem like it because I sometimes get headstrong with things and it could be frustrating. But that's what I admire about Neil, his patience with me is uh has been lasting for the last 20 years and you know we can easily go on for another 20 years with friendship I and mean, we've butted heads to the point where i know a lot of friends would have not been talking to each other anymore right you know um i remember there was like a little business venture i wanted to get into which didn't really jive where very well um for the future of my life and for our friendship because of it's a relationship here, okay? Yeah. And anytime anybody, I'll speak for myself, gets into any kind of business project, we look at money as an end game, right? It's always about money, 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 money. Right. And I was going towards this venture that um, could have, I didn't see it, but he was seeing that it could hinder my life. And I always went to him for advice. So he's like, if you're going to ask me for advice, I'm going to tell you the truth rather than give you a pat on the back and tell you it's going to be okay. So he right. told me the truth to the point where it's getting so frustrating after a couple months of him saying what his thought was, which was, I don't think it's a good idea. He's like, if you're going to go for it, go for it, but I don't want to be any part of it or basically any part of like our friendship relationship. That's how much I just totally disagree with this business venture that you're going to do because I don't think it's good for your future if you're always going to ask me for advice, like don't come to me, ask for advice. If you're not going to take my advice. Right. And, uh, I was, was like, that a Dude. separate business venture that you're Yeah, totally something totally different. It wasn't different. Mardo cigars. Or no, like it that. wasn't. And, um, what sector was it in? Uh, it was like the, like the vaping business. 
okay. um, where it was going. It was just in the infancy of it, Very which I have family. no business in getting into, you know, sure. but I was just looking at money, you know what I mean? And I was younger um, and it just didn't, it just, he's like, I can't, I anyway. Um, so when he hung up the phone, I was faced with an ultimatum. Like right. either do I put money first or human interaction and friendship and relationship first. And I was like, I have never put a person and a relationship before money in my entire life. I've never, I've never done that. Really? Of course. It's always money first, man. Don't so mess with my money. You know, like it's a big game change for you. It's a big game changer. So I was like, how about I do the ultimate difference in my life and choose a relationship between a human being rather than Benjamin's? Like, how about we give that a try, Gerard? You know, I was like talking to myself and I was like, I'm going to do that. And once I did that, like my whole entire outlook on life and people totally changed, like totally wow. changed, you know, like I started valuing relationships, people, what they're go, <clears throat> excuse me, what they're going through, what they need. Um, it's not always about money, you know? It's like, yeah, we need money to survive. I'm fine. I got clothes. I got a roof over my head. I got kids. I got, I'm fed today. You know what I mean? And it's going to be all right. And, uh, and that's why I admire about Neil. He, he's always been my big brother. Um, and I get made fun of that for that. It's okay. You make fun of me, but I'm going to live. I live a very good life today. Why do you think people make fun of you for that? Yeah, you know, it's like, I, I say that, that may be not true, but I've had a couple of buddies say, oh man, you're always, you know, like always do what Neil says. Like my mother-in-law, for instance, or even my mother, you know, she's like, sometimes they don't really say it, but like being a man of your own, you know, it's like, I am a man of my own. I found what I needed to find, my Quan, you know, like Jerry Maguire, <laughs> right. you know, like my Quan ambassador, you know, it's just like, it's what works for me. And I've become stronger and stronger every single day. I'm loyal to my wife. I love my kids. I don't put my hands on my kids. Those dogs, I mean, like, it's just, I give them what they need. You know, when Neil needs something, I answer the phone. I'm, I'm available and I show up. And that's why I admire about him. He helps me do that. And why would I want to let go of that? Or why would I want to say, now I don't need you anymore. I got this. I'm 45. I don't know what it's like to be 46. I don't know what it's going to be like when Jake White gets a little bit bigger. I need help, you know? So I'm never going to let go of that. It takes a lot to, to admit that. It's made me stronger. Right. You know what I mean? And um, I want to be loved. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to be loved, man. And, uh, and Jake White encompasses all of that, you know? Yeah. This is one of the best interviews I've ever said it. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, you're bringing it out of him, baby. Uh, on box press gotta, only. He's going to pull the reins on me right now a little bit. <laughs> no, that's good. Oh, this yourself. is It's all good. This is it, man. Yeah. People yeah. want to hear this story because we're all humans. Yeah. No doubt about it. That's what makes it It's the fun. only thing that gets us connected. I get goosebumps while I do these interviews. I definitely feel the energy every time I see you, Rob. Yeah. Appreciate it. Is. it. It's a beautiful energy. I get it it's back. It's awesome. Amen, dude. You bring out vulnerable stuff. He doesn't talk like this to any other interview. It's all Jake White and cigars. You got him going on all kinds That's of right, stuff. Baby. Great, yeah, it feels great. It's great. Yeah. To this be is authentic. how you guys built this company. This it's matters. True. Yeah, it's true. It's a huge reason why you're going to be around today, tomorrow, the next year, the year after that. It's the only way we know as cigar smokers whether or not we can rely on your brand. Yeah, and I think it's through stories like this. 
these guys get to find out you're not just here for the money. You're not just here for the flash in the pan, quick crash, cash grab. Let's see what we can do. No, if we want a cash grab, there's a whole lot of industries that pay off a <laughs> lot better dividends. <laughs> That's for sure. that. But they say the best way to make a million in cigars is start with 10. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys, this story is great. These cigars are great. Thank you. People can buy direct from you if they need to. If they can't find it at a brick and mortar, they can go to jakewhitecigar.com. Uh, jakewhitecigar.com yes. does not sell to consumers. We don't sell direct, but all, don't. Uh, all of our map on there of all of our retailers. You can around. find a retailer. Yes. Absolutely. Marto Cigar. Marto, Marto Cigars, cigars is our uh, retail entity. Uh, MartoCigars.com sells Jake White. Yes, yes absolutely. As well as other people. Uh, it's not... But in order to keep the price integrity, when you buy the box, you're paying full retail. Where our dealers are um, under contract to allow that 10% discount on full box. So, Marto Cigars doesn't, in order to help the retailers. So, okay. yeah, we have yes. that set in place. Um, but you can go to Marto, uh, excuse me, jakewhitecigars.com to buy hats, apparel. We just came out with the uh, lighter cutter set that's beautiful. Yeah, it's right here. That's a dual torch, actually. It's a flint. Uh, Soft flame and regular, like, torch? It's a torch. Yeah, it's try it. A, it's, a, it's, it's flint, but it's a dual torch. It's not a soft flame. So to answer your question, no, it's not soft or torch. It's just a dual torch. I've never seen a flint torch lighter like that. Yeah, they're beautiful. And it has a uh, punch at the bottom. So this set comes with a little... Uh, five pack of flints. Yep. It does have the little tiny flathead screwdriver so you can adjust the flame. It has the cutter. It has the uh, the leather sheath. Um, it's a faux leather, I think, uh, to uh, put your cutter inside. Yep. And uh, all you need is yeah, butane. I love it. Yeah, it's a beautiful piece. We're very happy with it. I love it. Yeah. So if you want hats, t-shirts, things of that nature, jakewhitecigars.com does accommodate that. But Sweet. you do need to go to a dealer to get the cigars. Nice. It's good. Support the brick and mortar and the retail locations Absolutely. that are selling it. Yeah. You guys, I can't thank you enough. We thank can't you. thank you enough, buddy. So good to see you. This is great. Absolutely, buddy. You heard it from them, Jake White Cigar Company. If you didn't get inspired from this, I don't know what will inspire you. If you like this story, please hit the like button. Subscribe. These stories only come from Box Press. No one else is telling this story. Thank you all for watching. Have a great week.